How can the drama? Media, name of the movies, the comics. I'm your host, Preston, known as always by my delightful co host, Pat Matt. I'm choking on it. Uh, Matt, what should people do? <laughs> kind of wondering what that's going to sound like to <laughs> uninitiated <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, people should leave in the comments on our Twitter. I wonder if it even like, goes Pod. along. Like, if you play a lot, like an actual intro along with that. Because I stopped talking once I take the took the drink, right. trying to think of what I was saying, like what I would be saying. I think I kind of the timing was a little off. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. If you've got theories on what that strange series of noises and events that you just heard at the beginning of the episode is, you should leave them on our Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. Yeah. So do that thing. We're gonna get a bit more uh, involvement on our Twitter. We're getting a little bit of. I'm getting a little bit more active on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, in case you haven't Very noticed. Uh, so yeah, go to go to our Twitter. We can say that next time. All right. I have one that I want to. We're gonna plug our YouTube for a oh, yeah. particular reason. Yeah, coming up soon. We'll hold on to that. Okay. Get excited. Uh, I'm actually gonna say it about the main thing. Uh, yeah. In a minute. Uh, actually, I'll just go ahead and do it now. All right, uh, let's do it. Because I've been talking about it. Uh, I finally did it. I finally edited. Actually, it should have been you. Should have been this me one. Doing, yeah. I'm doing the drunk master, but I'll do that at some point. But <laughs> I uh, baby steps. We yep. finally released our first episode of Booze and Booze, which, it, well, second, first, our second first episode. That's what we, we actually had that conversation in the yes. in the thing. Because uh, we did one episode, that, that, I explained it in the um, in the thing. We did one that was terrible, and so we tried it again. So does uh, this mean that our next one's going to be the second, or the first second one? It'd be the, yeah. Cool. So we had our second first one and our first second one. Hey, there we go. Very good. Uh... So yeah, uh, we uh, booze and booze for people who uh, haven't heard or started listening way later and missed all the kind of build up to doing it, <laughs> and then the very blue balls event of never releasing it. Uh, booze and booze is when a bunch of not a bunch, a couple friends Matt and I uh, watch an absolutely legendarily terrible movie, mm-hmm. um, and we get drunk. We didn't get super drunk. I think we had a couple, couple of beers, beers each. Yeah, that's it. But. Uh, which is kind of a good level because yeah. then you're coherent enough that you can make intelligent criticism. Yeah, because the first time we got way enough. too drunk. Yeah, and, and we were just Gal Gadot. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> like all I remember from that is screaming Gal Gadot. Yeah. Um, but we we watch a terrible movie, get drunk, and talk about it as as we're watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the 2004 Catwoman. I claimed it was 2005. You claimed it was 2003. It's actually 2004. All right. So we have our doubt to be correct. Uh, <laughs> among the two of us, we will we will always be correct. Um, that feels like a that's promise a we can't bad claim. To. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's uh, the full audio is on uh, all the mediums that you would listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Preston made a mistake when exporting the audio and the. Uh, the audio of the movie actually got into the recording. Um, mm-hmm. There was I could theoretically go back and replace that audio because um, I did it once already because I uploaded the wrong file. <laughs> uh, so I could do that. I may do that at some point soon um, just to get that off. But right now, if you guys want to go watch it, go ahead and like we watched the one on Amazon. So I don't think there's any different versions. Uh, yeah. Watch the standard version. Sync it up. We give you uh, time markers in the episode. We take a break in the middle of it so that I can go to the bathroom and get another mm-hmm. beer. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll have to for this one with the audio. So like right as of right now, you'll have to sync it up exactly. Otherwise, you're getting the audio from your movie and from us. Yep. At the same time, uh, you could just turn off the audio of the movie, and you'll hear a good chunk of what's 
on the movie through ours, but we mm-hmm. talk over quite a bit of it, so you right. might miss a couple points that put on subtitles. Don't matter. I wasn't paying attention to the actual plot. There was like three points in it because I listened to the all the way through. Mm-hmm. There's like three points where I was like, "What is going on?" And then Gage <laughs> or someone has to explain it to me because I'm just like shitting over everything. Um, it's it's hilarious. Like I not to toot my own dick, but it's. <laughs> It's really funny uh, listening to it. Uh, we had our friend, uh, my friends Gage and uh, his sister Jess, uh, on for that, and just we were just tearing into it all the time, mm-hmm. and it was so funny. And I highly recommend you if you have if you got like a couple hours and you're at home and you want to watch a bad movie but you want to hear some funny shit, uh, talk about it, go for it. Um, since I finally up, uh, uploaded it, we will probably be doing the next one, recording the next one pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So look for that next year. <laughs> uh, the reason I was going to, uh, I'll just talk about it now. We can promote it uh, next right. week. Uh, I will be doing a highlight reel. Uh, actually, Andrew will be doing a highlight reel because he knows how to edit and he's a, he's a film student. So he knows how to edit things. So, a too. highlight reel where there'll actually be clips of the movie along with what we're talking about. So you can get context. Um, and that'll be go on YouTube. I don't know how long it's going to be. Honestly, most of what we say is fucking hilarious yep. to me. I'd like to keep it down to like 10 minutes or so. Yeah, something like that. Just so it's watchable. Little... Yeah. Clickbait. Um, that'll, that'll be where all our fans start coming up. Yep. We start getting fans from that. Yep, but yep. that'll happen. Uh, otherwise, let's move on. Matt, what you all been right. up to? Uh, well, I just I punched s- the shit out of my mic. Yeah. Well, right now I'm really sweaty because we just lugged a bunch of dirt around. Uh-huh. Uh, it is like that, 110 degrees outside it's ridiculous i'm really not enjoying it uh um oh yeah i started reading it cool how was it it's good uh yeah. it's, it's very long but yeah. i'm enjoying it just wait till you get its uh child orgy yeah That's i'm not scene. looking forward to that part yeah in case you hadn't caught on to the joke <laughs> i'm reading the book it by stephen king because the movie part two is coming out in a month or so. I'm actually proud of myself for catching on to that as quickly as I did. I was hoping that you'd be a little more confused, but <laughs> the repartee anyway worked out pretty well. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's like 1150 pages. It's a, I've got a paperback and it's about this thick. Holy fuck. Yeah. He's like holding his hand up by the way. Like, yeah. So, you know, and it's like basically make a C with your hand, like a good size C mm-hmm. to where you're really only bending at your actual, like the second knuckle of your big fingers. Yep. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a solid four or five inches thick. That is, it's a, it's absurd. It's a book. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm about 300 pages in. And so it's finally start, sort of starting to kick into gear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I'm reading it and kind of interspersing it with more of, Game of Thrones. Did you feel that? No. Oh, fucking air conditioning just kicked on and I got a blast of air on my face. We <laughs> literally just you. came from moving dirt. Like, yeah. A, we had, like, what, like 10 minutes? Something and like it's that. just the drive. Yeah. And we are fucking sweaty and tired. So apologies for, like, any kind of lulls in conversation. <laughs> where we're both just like, I'm, I want a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so, oh, I was saying, I'm, I'm interspersing reading it, also still reading, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Finished Clash Kings. Nice. Um, starting to get into Storm of Swords, which is where we're starting to see some differences. Um, we met uh, Rob's wife, Jane Westerling, not oh. Talisa, who's huh. in the show. Uh, it's kind of a different backstory and a similar character, but slightly different, John. 
Um, it's different interesting. John? Differently drawn. Drawn. Yeah. I thought he said different John, and I'm like, you mean Rob? No, John's mostly the same. Okay, good. He doesn't know anything. He mopes around. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what he does. Uh, yeah, no, he's got he's got some smart stuff to to say. Um, uh, uh, as uh, has been a running theme, it's it's still it's pretty similar to the show. It's starting to branch out a little bit, and the differences are mostly in the book's favor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting contrasting and comparing Stephen King and uh, George R. R. Martin's writing, because hmm. uh, George R. R. Martin is very much he's he's more about the world and the story and the characters, and mm-hmm. so he's not concerned with the language. Stephen King, he's he is very concerned with his characters, and it's it's a good engaging book with good engaging characters mm-hmm. so far, at least. Um, but his uh, it it just it feels like he's more more comfortable using words, which it's kind of a weird thing to say yeah. about the a well regarded writer like Martin. But um, it just uh, his his flow and his his word choice and stuff. It's just it feels a lot more professional. Mm-hmm um that being said they both really come together really well in their ability to write people that feel like real people Hmm. um there's a moment that really stuck out uh when the the army of the dead attacks the um the night's watch out at the fist of the first men when they do Hmm. the big ranging out there um there's a really great moment where uh sam is He's basically, he knows that the attack is coming and he's been tasked just to wait with the Ravens. He has a message ready to send. And as soon as the attack starts, he's supposed to send this message. And so the attack starts, he sends the message, which is different from the show. Cause in the show, he forgets to send the message hmm. and he's just kind of portrayed as big and dumb and lumbering, but he actually, he gets his job done and he's proud of it. And Lord commander is proud of him. Um, and so he does that and then he kind of he doesn't know what he's supposed to do next and there's this really great paragraph where it describes there's things kind of going on all around him but he doesn't have an obvious reason to go any direction so he kind of just spins around for mm-hmm. a, a couple of turns until he can find a reason to go one direction or the other and it's like it, it it's such a real feeling like you have that happen sometimes i don't know you're at a a family reunion where you don't really know anyone and you kind of just awkwardly hover and just turn around and look for someone that you know fucking to real. go attached to. Fucking real. It's, yeah, no, just the way he describes it, you're like, I know exactly what Samuel Tarley is feeling right yeah. now. Except for the cold and general terror of the zombies attacking. Well, you don't feel those every day? Not so much, Not no. right now. Yeah, we don't get the zombie polar bears down here. Yeah. Got one of those in the attack. The attack is much more interesting when they actually have the budget of your imagination yeah instead of the budget of season two of game of thrones the dumbest sentence ever (laughs) budget of your imagination i thought it was nice my budget's really (laughs) fucking low i got a pretty dumb imagination yeah um no but i i really like the way that's that's all done Uh, i think it's i think it's well put together all right um and then stephen king he does this thing at least in this book um where you know how if you're thinking, you've got kind of a conscious internal monologue voice that you control. So, like if you're reading or something, well, you, you read it, it. You read it out loud in your head. But there's also like that sub layer that's kind of, I guess, your subconscious consciousness that bubbles up occasionally and sort of just like thrusts a thought into your head, and you can't control that. Mm-hmm. And you can very clearly delineate those two layers, or not very clearly, but like there are those two layers. 
So he has this technique for writing it where he'll just do like normal internal monologue in italics, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, George R. R. Martin does that a lot. But then if there's one of those little subconscious interjections, he'll put it in parentheses and like make a paragraph break. Interesting. And so I'll be reading along. There's a really great one, like right at the beginning uh, where it's, it's from Georgie's perspective Mm -hmm. and he has to go into the basement to get something. So Bill can finish making the paper boat for him before he brutally dies. Um, which in the book, interesting, he just straight up dies and his dead body's on the street Oh, instead of going missing, which kind of changes the dynamic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he, he like, he goes into the basement and you kind of hear his internal monologues going. It's like, yeah, it smells bad. It just smells like something kind of rotting, like something out of, and then in parentheses, a nightmare. Cause it talked like a page previously about him, him having nightmares about monsters or something. Yeah. And then it goes on to describe just like something out of the woods or out of the swamp or whatever. Weird. Yeah. Um, which that's one thing the book also does that is really interesting. It attaches this smell to it. Yeah. Sort of this rotting, decaying smell. Um, and so people keep smelling that associated with it and it's it, it's it's an interesting little another layer that i just wouldn't even think of yeah. watching the movie um but no he, d- he does that all the time and it's not enough that it's excessive but it it's really effective when it works so yeah um yeah really enjoying both of those books looking forward to keeping reading them cool anything else uh i think that's it i mean there's one more thing but we'll segue that into news okay uh, oh, that's right. That, that's, that that did happen. Yep. Um, I finished reading Hush. Great fucking re- book. I need to read that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some packing tomorrow. Okay. For apartment, and I'm gonna have a books full of comic book full of comics, box full of, box full of comic books. I can't. Wow. <laughs> you were really struggling there, buddy. I really booked that. I mean, botched that. Like you never <laughs> even got the right sentence out. I'm going to have. A big box full of comic books for you. There we go. I will just hand you hush when we get back to my house today. Yeah. <laughs> there's not much that I have. That, like, well, I mean, there's a lot I have. That yeah, you need to read, I mean, but... there's a – so, like, I kind of want to read um, Death in the Family and maybe, like, Under the Red Hood first. I actually don't have Under the Red Hood. Okay. So. Well, I'll read Death in the Family yeah. first. Do that one. Uh, there's also Batman and Son, which is the introduction introduction to of uh, uh, Damian Wayne. Okay. Uh, I kind mean, of I kind of get Damian Wayne as a concept. So. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, the I finished Hush. Great comic. Uh, it's the one where uh, Batman actually reveals himself to Selena Kyle, and that mm-hmm. relationship relationship actually starts. Fucking dig that relationship. Except Bruce Wayne is a huge, I don't trust everybody, and ends up pushing her away at the end. Of course. But um, it's such a good mystery and, like, just... No spoilers. I've managed to avoid spoilers this far in my life. Okay, yeah. No, it's it's a great mystery. Uh, Jim Lee's a great artist. Uh, Jeff Loeb is a great writer. Yeah. I, I really don't... I can't... I just There's really not much I can say. Uh... Is it a Batman story you can jump into not having really read any Batman before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, well, you need a basic understanding of like almost all of his enemies or his mm-hmm. uh, rogues gallery shows up, so you need okay. a basic understanding of like their whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is Tim Drake, Robin. So this is after Jason Todd. 
Right. Uh, substantially after Jason Todd. Uh, yeah. So there's a uh, one person you need to know of. Harold is the uh, hunchback mute guy that was hmm. a mechanic for Batman for a little bit in oh, the nineties. Yeah. 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 Uh, he he wasn't there anymore. Like at, at that point in the comics, he he had gone away. So mm-hmm. that's a thing that comes up that you should know about. Okay. Um, I, then, I remember he exists, or version of him exists yeah. in the animated and he was, show. He, so he was mute, and he was ugly, and he was hunchback and fucked up and everything. Okay. Um, trying to think of what else. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so I finished reading Hush, uh, reading uh, Wonder Woman, and still great. George Perez. Uh, I really have no problems with it. There's a couple problems I have uh, with like the feminism of it. There's like... I, he's trying. And it's, there's some, you know, innate bias that I'm noticing that obviously I couldn't do much better of a job. Like I still would have innate bias and stuff like that. There's only so much a male character can, or a male person can write a female character who's supposed to be a feminist. Um, but he does a good job of like Diana just being like, why is everyone like obsessed with like sex and my body and stuff like this? It's like, mm-hmm. it's just my body. Stop it. And then there's like people that use her like sex appeal and stuff like that she's like what no that makes no sense that's so stupid yeah. like <laughs> i'm a person uh uh i also watched dragon prince the uh netflix original series that is made by the creators of avatar last airbender fucking wonderful oh my god there's so much okay so basically they took avatar last airbender threw it in a different universe Obviously, different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and took out a couple kid show elements. Mm-hmm. Made it a little bit more serious. Um, there is great... It, it does a really good job of... You've got a couple main stories and you're seeing some threads of side stories coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like a linear story of like one story. And like, mm-hmm. after the last Airbender was Aang. And then... Zuko was a side arc that would interact intersect with him occasionally. Right. That's basically it. But this one's got like four different side arcs going at once along with the main, main thing. And they all like, uh, I could see, you can almost see how they're all going to like collapse in on each other. Mm. Uh, first two seasons are out. They're doing a three season first. So they're doing it in three shows. Mm-hmm. They're doing dragon Prince, which is good. Going to be three seasons. Dragon Prince colon, and they announced this in the uh, Comic Con. Dragon Prince colon name withheld. They haven't told us what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's going to be two seasons, and then just another name withheld. That's going to be two more seasons. Okay. Um, and cool. they, I think they mentioned they might be doing a feature length movie attached right. to it. Um, but next season's going to come out. Th- uh, the seasons come out early uh, of the year, so maybe February mm-hmm. or something. February twenty twenty is when the next one's going to come out. Okay. So I'm excited for that. I am so stoked. Yep. Oh, uh, speaking of like little side plots and stuff, there's a really cool moment in Game of Thrones that George R. R. Martin does a lot of these things where he'll like intersect little elements from different characters and stuff mm-hmm. and different stories. And so uh, this is after Catelyn, uh, spoilers for early Game of Thrones, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is after Catelyn springs uh, Jamie out of prison at River Run. Um, and she does and she tasks Brienne with uh, protecting him and taking him back to King's Landing so that they can exchange him for her daughters. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Jamie and Brienne and Cleos Frey 
who's a Lannister cousin. Um, they stop at an inn, uh, and the innkeeper's got some horses, and so they buy the horses from him. Um, and then there's a really cool moment where Jane, it, the, the chapter's from Jamie's perspective, mm-hmm. and like he can tell something a little is a little off, but he can't, and he tries to communicate that to Brienne. Yeah. Um, and it's not obvious that she's picking up on it. Um, but then they get out of the inn and she immediately makes it clear to them that he, she did know what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, for one thing, it's cool. Cause it's the first moment that Jamie like clicks that she's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. Cause before this, he's just ragging on her and his internal yeah. mile, monologue and stuff. Um, and so they, they leave, they go about their merry way. Like, four chapters later it's an aria chapter and she's just been captured by the brotherhood without banners and they stop at the inn the inn is actually controlled by them the innkeeper is like working for them and so when he sent brian and jamie on their way he was trying to send them down a path that would have run them into the a trap from the set by the brotherhood without banners and they get really mad at this innkeeper because he sold their horses that they needed (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like, wait, but we got this boat from these people that bought the horses because they had sailed down the river from Riverrun. Yeah. Um, and Arya's like, well, maybe I should steal this boat and try to go back to Riverrun on it. And it's just, it's interesting to see that little intersection yeah. where it's just, it's from such you a limited perspective. Missed. Yeah, and it's from it's from such a limited perspective that you know the characters don't know what's going on, but yeah. you do. And it's, it's really cool. He yeah. does a lot of little things like that. Yeah. Just little intersections across whole chapters or books. Yeah. So... Uh, is anything else I did? Duh. I don't think so. Alright. I think the other thing we did was watch, uh... Shobs and Haw? Shobs and... Jaws and... Aw. Shock and Aw? Shock and Aw. There you go. There we go. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, Shock and Aw. Ah, good enough. Uh, it was fun. It was a movie. It was a movie. I thought it was perfectly enjoyable. Although I walked out and I'm gonna, I said this to you walking out of the theater. And I'm gonna say it again. This might be the most cinema sensible movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh God! Just every fifteen to thirty seconds. Oh, continuity. So there was one thing that I like really, it really fucking bothered me. Um, so towards the end of the movie, there is a a thing that needs to happen in thirty minutes. It takes thirty minutes to happen, and a timer starts. Yep. That is before dawn. Yep. When it starts. So it's dark outside. It is full dark, clearly. Full, not completely yet. dark. No no sense of the of light in the sky at all yet. Yep. Um and so they start the timer. Uh the whole Hawaiian fight that you see, the Samoan uh fight that you see in the trailers. Uh the it uh that starts and I don't know when it happened, but I noticed it was that it was suddenly daytime. Yep. And I leaned to Matt and I was like, when did the, when did the day shift happen? Like the time, times, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Time uh, jump? Time jump. Yeah. Like when did the time jump happen? And then when it's daytime, cuts back to that same clock. It's a solid in movie 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no fucking way it's broad daylight now. Yep. Um, to which that then caused me to pay attention to the shadows during a car chasing which was a huge mistake because they were all different lengths all yep. different sides of it uh there was a storm coming that was important to the plot yep and the sky was perfectly clear 
there was one shot where there was a little bit of lightning in the background. Yep. But then the storm hits like immediately and it yep. just makes no sense. And my God, there's going to be a full movie length cinema sense. Yep. <laughs> that being said, it was, it was a reasonably fun movie. It had a lot of charming, charismatic people being charismatic and charming. I did not enjoy it all that much. Honestly, yeah. it was, it was you fun. You enjoyed it less than I did. But like, I just, it, I don't think I'm the kind of person that likes a movie that's dumb. That's fair. Like, I I think kind of, I don't want to sound snobby like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I like like Batman movies, but they're not dumb. Like, I like well-crafted movies. I shit on comic book movies all the time if they're not well-crafted. Fuck. Yeah. Huh? Free Catwoman? Uh, uh, Free fucking Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. Left that movie thinking it was fun. And then I was like, wow, what a, what a bad movie. I like plummeted hard. We made that. We talked about that. We talked about that for the whole episode. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, there needs to be really good substance for me to like the movie. And Mm -hmm. a movie like this is, it's not meant to have a movie, so I'm not shaming it for that, but it's just not my kind of movie. And I, that's fair. Just, you got your own taste. Not my thing. Yeah. And I, I perfectly enjoyed it, but I have no intention of ever watching it again. Yep. But anyway, the real reason we went to see this movie. Ah, we didn't, because of course we're not going to go. We might go see a movie like this just for the heck of it. But, yeah, but there was the a reason, particular real reason, reason I dropped twenty five dollars on tickets for it. Yep, is because Christopher Nolan's trailer first the his new movie Tenant. Tenant. The, the trailer was Tenant. Tenant. T e n n t e n e t. All right. Uh, the second T is upside down. Ten. Ten. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my, I twisted my head upside down, by the way, for that. Yep. Like, my head went fully upside down. Uh, it's Very attached cool. to the movie. That trailer is attached to this movie. Yep. And, and when, we not... say, when we say trailer, we mean teaser. And like, teaser, yeah. By teaser, we mean, like, the classic conception of a teaser. With yeah. With four shots and some big block letters on the screen. Yep. 40 seconds or something. Yep. And it's not on YouTube anywhere, so I dropped 25 bucks for us to go see it. See that movie just for the trailer. Yep. And we have no idea what's happening. There's going to be a riot happening. There's what's his name? Washington. John Brian, David Washington. John, I was about to say Brian Daniel Washington. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it just looks, I don't know. I can't be, I don't have an opinion on it. I really like the vibe I got from the teaser, mm-hmm. which I mean, I don't know if that means anything, but Christopher Nolan is very much like a old school Hollywood kind of guy. The kind of guy who's going to drop a teaser and only attach it to a movie and not put it online just yeah. because he can. And that's what he wants to do. Um, and so I feel like he's the sort of person that he's not going to put out a teaser if he doesn't feel like it communicates the spirit of the thing that he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, and thinking back, he's had teasers for the past couple of mo- past few movies that I think have all done a decent job of encapsulating the the feeling of him because there was a there's that one from dunkirk that doesn't show very much but it's just it's it's tense and it's kind of lonely mm-hmm. um there's that one from interstellar that's very hopeful and sunlight on cornfields kind of thing uh there's that one for dark knight rises that um has very little actual interesting footage but then at the very end has the bane saying when gotham is ashes mm. Uh, just, you know, little bits that, that really set the tone for the movie. Yeah. And so I, I think that this, it's it, it just reveals absolutely nothing about the plot. Yeah, we know nothing. John David Washington's in handcuffs at one point. He's invest. He looks like a detective investing 
getting bullet holes at one point, which that shot is very interesting to me because he walks and there's like a bullet hole in the window and then it cuts to like a like words on a screen time for a new mission or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he walks to the next bullet hole time for a new protagonist and he walks to the third one and just the way it's framed and the way it stops there that one's supposed to be important and i don't know why yet and i'm not going to know until the movie comes out yeah and you've already got my interest christopher nolan it's like probably something super stupid like hey anytime someone shoots three times you're gonna die <laughs> so he sees the third bullet it's like <laughs> shit <laughs> and he dies right there yeah no i just i, I i'm very hyped yeah and most of it's just name recognition, I think. But. You know what? I, th- I I am going to just say this theory. It might possibly be something along the lines of, like, there was an enemy, and they like they shot, and then he had the gun, and he knew he saw that there were two bullets, uh, bullets shot from it, and everyone assumed that there was one person. And so, like, the movie is, like, leading. He's like, ah, oh, one bullet, two bullets. Okay, third bullet. Where the fuck did the third bullet come from? Oh, mm-hmm. there's another person. So... Yeah, reasonable theory. Yep. Um, a lot of people are batting around the idea that this is going to be a time travel movie. Mm. Um, someone at Hollywood Reporter got very excited and thought it was going to be an Inception sequel. But God, no. Probably not, no. He doesn't do sequels, except you know, when he's fucking told to. Right, <laughs> when he's when he sets out to actually do a sequel. Yeah. Um, I think the time travel thing is reasonably plausible, because that's something he hasn't really dug into yet. And he likes messing with time. Yeah. Like, you look at Dunkirk's structure and the way Inception has the different time levels. And yeah. Interstellar's whole time thing. Yeah, that was kind of a time travel-ish thing. That was, like, his first jump into, like, time happens without you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm... I have no idea, but time travel feels like a logical step forward for him here. Uh-huh. And if he's putting $250 million into a time travel action movie with half a dozen of my favorite actors and it's Christopher Nolan directing consider me well and truly on board yep the moment they said Christopher Nolan's making a movie I was well and truly on board it's fair enough. doesn't take yeah, much no. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was talking to Matt or uh talking to my uh coworker Dwayne about that that it's I love being in a time where and especially I love being like I I'm just right at that that sweet spot of I'm hitting the point where I'm like expecting like intelligent movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. right at the time that society has now fully embraced Christopher Nolan as just a great movie maker. Yeah. Like there's so few movie makers that like, so like almost no one can tell you who directed black Panther. Cause he's not like, he's a big name for people who like, well, he's not even a big name. He's a, he's a name. Yeah. But like, there's no way that if you could ask like some person on a sidewalk who who made any one of these movies yep christopher nolan might be one of the only ones that like christopher nolan uh quentin tarantino yep spielberg's got spielberg got recognition uh george lucas yeah but like i christopher nolan makes such intelligent movies yep and he is now I, and I now get to live in a world doing a podcast about movies and like pop culture mm-hmm. when he is now just free reign. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make a movie and all society's like okay, okay, yes, 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 here's, please. Here's several hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to live in this world. Yeah. This is well, a good world this is a good world to live in. Yeah. Movie wise. Movie wise wise. Movie wise it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> any other news 
it's been a really slow news week after comic-con yeah i think i pulled up a couple of things so you're gonna have to have to bs some stuff real quick while i try to get that uh, i was also gonna try to look up really okay, quick okay well this is, this uh, is i think i saw on one thing parts. oh we do know that uh baron zemo is gonna we talked about this a little yeah, bit yeah we did baron zemo gets the mask in his uh um uh and the, the, the falcon, the winter, falcon soldier. winter soldier thing yeah uh let's see um well we'll reportedly the rise of skywalker score will reportedly span the skywalker saga that is a pretty meaningless statement right yep. there um thank you internet i didn't know this uh andy circus is apparently going to direct venom 2 weird yeah um well he's you know he's he's starting to get into directing pretty seriously uh, he did that the the netflix original jungle book movie that apparently wasn't great mm-hmm. um but he did, he did a couple other things he's getting into that more um and i think tom hardy was pretty involved in the writing so Sounds like people are excited about this. Yeah. And if they're excited about this, maybe they can do uh, something a little more interesting unless it just a studio wants to crap out something so they can slap the property into the into the world. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe we'll end up getting that Venom Spidey that we need. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yep. Uh, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. Everything's like, there's a couple of rumors out there, like fan castings and stuff like that. We're at that point with the comic book movies that... Like, there's just fan casting shit. So especially with the Batman movie. Everyone's like, David Tennant for Riddler and stuff like that. So I've been saying that since 2007. Yeah. Uh, so that's nothing else. Nothing news else. All right. Uh, Preston, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> this is my episode. Yep. I'm super tired, so let's see how this goes. Okay. Um, This has been something that's kind of been developing over the course of the past year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an issue that people are noticing is kind of happening and people are casual. People are having problems with it. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of Facebook posts about people complaining about it. We haven't had a whole episode sort of in this direction. Yeah. Uh, the streaming services are getting a little bit fucking out of hand, aren't they? There's a few of those things out there. There's, and there's going to be more and, yep. and everyone's wanting one and everyone's going to make one and it's going to get stupid. And we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Yep. Um, First thing I want to just get into and just kind of, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to make a claim. The okay. claim has already been getting backed up by things that have been happening. I said this claim a while ago. Gage sent me a message. was like, oh, your theories are coming true. I was like, yeah, fucking, of course it is. I'm smart. Okay. Um, this, this happens when a new technology or a new tactic or a new something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called market oversaturation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a fucking thing that happens all the time. Yep. Uh, you have, there's another example that I realized driving today, oh. uh, medical marijuana in Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. Hyper oversaturated market. Yeah. Every fucking corner. There's yeah. a, there's Can't a dispensary. hundred feet without a dispensary. There's a dispensary. I fucking saw three dispensaries in the same strip mall. Half it's, of every billboard is a, it's absurd. Yeah. There is, there's so much yep. and it, I understand that, oh, this is a new market. Right. However, uh, CBD plus is going to be the one that survives because yep. they're the ones that can afford to put, uh, put up billboards. Mm-hmm. I see one of them everywhere. Yep. Uh, they're the ones that have a franchise and, and what's going to happen with the, with the medical marijuana is there's going to be three. There's going to be three main companies of dispensaries. It's mm-hmm. going to be the target, the Walmart and the Kmart of them. Yep. It's going to be the really good expensive one. The one that people just go to and the one that people really have to avoid, but if they need something, they're going to go. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. And you might have like little in one-off places filling in the cracks. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to saturate itself nicely. That's, that is what is, that's what oversaturation is. And that's yeah. what happens is everyone floods the market and then a few stand out and withstand the end. Yep. Um, cause everything crashes cause of the everything crashes. Remember uh, the dot com bubble? I don't, I was four. Huh? Yeah. I don't, uh, <laughs> everyone wanted a dot com. I had a friend who made a dot com with the internet. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't do research on that. I should have done research on that. Yeah, you but, should've. Uh, once the, once dot com was introduced, it was dot commerce, wasn't it? Or, commu- or uh, uh, commercial. I don't know. It was commercial. But like everyone was getting in on getting some sort of internet business and yeah. because it was a new and exciting thing, everyone was making money and the stock market was blown up, but it was kind of just a bubble because the market's oversaturated and yeah. more money's going to it than should have been allocated. Yep. And so it eventually the market reefficientized itself and appropriately saturated itself, and a lot of people lost a lot of money. Yep. And another very good example of this happening, and there's a whole episode we have on it, mm-hmm. is uh, the speculator boom and bust. Yeah. Uh, so boom and bust is something that I'm actually going to start referring to. I'm going to start referring to what's happening right now as the social as the streaming service boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, streaming service boom. Everyone's going to make a streaming service. There's going to be a fuck ton of streaming services. It's going to be great. Yep. But then. It all becomes worthless because you, everyone makes like with the image, with the speculator boom and bust, everyone started making variant covers. Everyone started doing big old fucking things. That's when uh, Superman died. Everyone made, had these big things that young blood. Number one is worth less now than it was when it first released because there's so fucking many. Yep. And uh, Marvel went bankrupt Image withstood because uh, withstood the whole thing because they did something their own way. Right. DC withstood because it was just big already and they could take the hit. Yep. Um, Marvel went bankrupt because they didn't do every they did everything DC did and they were not as big. Right. That's that's why Marvel sucks. Sorry. <laughs> that was a <laughs> that was a little pointed there. <laughs> um, but so with the streaming services, I'm just gonna make this claim now. Okay. Stick with Netflix, maybe get Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and just wait it out. Yep. Uh, you got NBC is pulling, uh, Disney's pulling everything from Netflix, AB- uh, NBC's pulling all their stuff from Netflix, uh, which Disney Disney's going to survive because now, especially since they have Fox, yeah. they've got plenty to yeah. fill their fill their repertoire you'll have people who will subscribe just for the classic cartoons you'll have people who will subscribe just for the mcu you'll have people that will subscribe just for star wars mm-hmm. you'll have people like this that are subscribed for everything yep uh not the disney stuff or not the princess things i want the princess things of course you do uh <laughs> <laughs> i want so, a tiara disney plus a will pony. have a lot um netflix will is going to lose a bunch of everyone's like losing their shit that like they're losing the office and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. NBC's pulling it. Right. NBC is not going to survive. They don't have nearly enough to fill their stuff. Right. Uh, People are just going to buy the DVD box out of the office. And yeah, exactly. Not worry about it. Uh, I think who was the other one that was going to start a stream? Uh, Oh, okay. So there's the, D- there's the DC streaming service, the DC universe, right. which started and they were doing a whole bunch of stuff. But here's my theory of what's going to happen is, and we've talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. DC is starting to move more towards their animation and their comics. They're making the streaming service more of a comic uh, resource than a uh, movie, live action show 
uh, resource. Right. But they have a Sandman show being made on Netflix. They're going to fill that gap that le- was left by the menu. Mm-hmm. And they're going to use them to use their production abilities to make good shows, bring it back over to the streaming service. But if you want their original stuff, you got to get Netflix. They're going to make a deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then what I also think they should do, Warner Media needs to just make a Warner Media streaming service. Yeah. Because they have HBO Max, they have the DC streaming service, and they have one other fucking thing that they want to do. Can't remember what it was. I don't know, but they they've got Harry Potter, right? They've got Harry Potter. So they've that's got a, that's a major draw right there. Um, I mean, they've got HBO, so they have Game of Thrones. Yep. Game like HBO was formed by Warner Media or by so by Time Warner, right? Way back then. Then they became Warner Brothers. Then AT and T bought them, and they became Warner Media. And there was a whole fucking thing that happened like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Warner Media, it's basically Warner Media and Disney control all of entertainment business. Yep. So if Warner Media just goes, okay, we're gonna make a fucking streaming service that is just all of our movies and shows and everything that has the HBO stuff. And you could actually pull all their stuff. Well, but you, you pay for the HBO subscription on Amazon. Right. That's just like any other thing. Um, but that's going to happen. Uh, and then, so really, I guess the overarching thing I'm going to say now is live action is dying or uh, sorry, not live action. Live action is dying. It's all animation. Uh, live TV is fucked. Yeah absolutely gone yeah um i had this conversation with some of my friends who do who don't really pay attention to media stuff like we do yep. and they're like nonsense you underestimate the um the power of life of like local tv it's like no no i don't I really they're going don't. to find a way there's such an easy way to do that yep. and that's to have netflix can fucking do this mm-hmm. like i thought about this netflix can have a local section where if you want weather you want news you can go to that and mm-hmm. it's not even going to be live. Like, they can release their thing at, like, 2 in the morning. And if you want to go watch, they'll have, like, a breaking news, like, live thing that's kind of constantly happening. Yeah. Or, like, because this would also be a great way to do this. Sorry, I'm, sp- I'm spitballing a bunch of stuff that I was thinking Let's of. Let's do it. So, Netflix could do a local local thing where you can go, like, your little, you scroll mm-hmm. through the thing, your categories, and there's mm-hmm. local. And it's, like, weather. Uh, talk show, just a bunch of other stuff that they have, like maybe a weekly talk show or something like that. You can have mm-hmm. that makes jobs. Um, but what Netflix can also do is Netflix knows where the fuck you live. They can pinpoint your goddamn house. It's what? not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. Like with how much money they have. Oh, they started. They had their first loss of money because of Disney. Um, yeah. What they can do is actually like, so you've got your weather channel thing for your local they could also just hijack what you're watching if there's severe weather. Yeah. That would be an insane and, and DC or Disney needs to do it and DC needs to do it. Like if you're on a streaming service and they have the capability of knowing where you are, they should have that capability where they can hijack what you're doing because people are fucking stupid and they're like, I'm watching uh Gilmore Girls and hey, someone told Don't knock Gilmore Girls. No, I'm not Gilmore knocking, girls I'm knocking the people. people. I'm knocking the people. Stupid people don't watch Gilmore Girls. Okay, I'm gonna watch the Flash. That's not on. Oh yeah, that is okay. So I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the couple's first couple seasons of The Flash on on Netflix, <laughs> and then their phone goes off. It's like, hey, severe weather, and they're like, nah, fuck it. Oh, I got two minutes to worth the minimum. I stopped my timer, mm-hmm. or I started my timer twenty minutes late, so I just made a timer timer instead of a stop. Anyway, um, Netflix just like stop playing and goes, hey, severe weather alert. Get fucking somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. And then they stop streaming because that would be a good way to keep people safe. I feel like that would lead to issues in rollout. They'd be like, 
get somewhere safe and people person would be like i'm in my tornado shelter watching netflix okay that that'd be fair i mean i i think there'd be a way to do it where you do like a a banner or something that's yeah um or like pause it and say there's severe weather in your area get somewhere safe confirm you're somewhere safe yeah and then continue watching or like advice on getting somewhere safe because people don't fucking know guys this is just a side tangent. Being the son of a, a really prominent weather uh, meteorologist, holy shit, know what you're, know weather stuff. Pay attention to weather when there's severe weather happening. Know where you can go to be safe. And goddamn, don't wait till a tornado touches down a mile from you. Yeah. Just fucking get somewhere safe the moment someone tells you to get somewhere safe. Just don't be stupid. Sorry. Yeah. Wow, that was <laughs> that was a tangent. This has been PSA by <laughs> Preston. God, <laughs> fucking hate people that don't know how to handle weather. Um. But streaming services. So, live TV. ESPN. PSA. Like, Preston speaks angrily. Yeah. There it is. Speaking of the CW. I'm <laughs> um, no, ESPN's ESPN. already being uh, going to be a package with the DC or with the Disney streaming service. Yeah. Like, that's... So, people are like, oh, what about live sports? Like, it, yeah. Fucking... It's on Disney+. Plus. Do you know how long MLB TV has been a thing? You yeah. You pay like an $80 subscription at the start of the year, and you just... You can watch any baseball game you yep. want. As long as there's no blackout restrictions, and those are the stupidest things ever invented. Yeah, because in Oklahoma, we there's like five baseball teams that we lose. Yeah, and if they're not playing each other, that's hypothetically like a third of the entire league that you can't watch on a yeah. given night. So, so that's stupid. Mini rant over. Basically, what I'm saying is, when I say live TV is gone, I'm saying that streaming services are having the control of streaming service is much more of like. It's much nicer than I caught episode four of season six of The Office on TV. I can just yeah. go watch The Office on my streaming service. Yeah. A lot of people like to watch TV just kind of in the background, but it's the, the streaming service makes it a lot more efficient for you to pick what you watch and when you watch it. Fuck, and you can they can have that show. capability. Yeah, you can, you can still pick a show that you want to put on in the background. Like, I'll and do they, that with Archer. I'll just put Archer back on. Yeah, the and they can have that. They can even have that capability. Like, you streaming services. The more we go for it, the more we can have a say in like how they run. Like we yep. could have, we could tell Disney Plus, "Hey, I don't know what I want to watch. I just want something off on, on in the background, mm-hmm. and then just hit, hit like uh, some shuffle. some button, shuffle something, and it'll go based on what you like and shows you've watched and stuff like that. Yeah, and it'll just play random episodes from random shows. They could have a whole. There you go. They could have a whole section full of stuff that's just it's it's not like high quality premium content stuff, just the sort of stuff that you would like to have on yeah. in the background. And you could choose. Like it's it's much more like package driven. It's um so more so more stuff that I'm I am i am imagining problems of people are gonna say to me. Mm-hmm. Uh stuff that isn't under Disney and stuff that isn't under Warner Media, like NBC. Fucking go to Netflix. Yeah. Like NBC can make a deal with Netflix to have all their stuff on Netflix yep. and then they get a like Netflix would get a little bit more expensive because Netflix then has to like the Netflix then has to hand some of the money to them. Right. Um but it's like it, that kind of stuff. If you don't have the, like NBC, NBC's fucking gone. They said they're going to make a streaming service. No. Nah. It's going to last a year yeah. if it even gets released. Yeah. I doubt it's even going to get released. Um so what I'm saying to you guys is get Disney Plus, get Netflix, stick with that. If you want Amazon yep. Prime, Amazon Prime's got a pretty good selection, but Amazon yep. Prime is going to do its own thing. It's not claiming to be a streaming service. Right. It's a ancillary benefit to having free shipping on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's 
it's absurd how this is happening. I mean, it's not absurd. I, uh, it's a change in the market. Yeah, it's inevitable. And that happens. And then, like, so I, I used to kind of rant about this. Like, you're going to have all these streaming services. Now it's the time for uh, cable companies to adapt and to start making packages of streaming services. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. I think cable companies are going to fucking go out the window. Yeah. I think, like, the cable companies, like, Cox... I, I I pay I go for Cox mm-hmm. Cox uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take this out of context and put it some clip somewhere um, Cox advertises their internet service over their TV service and yeah. their phone service because yep. land phones are gone yep. cables going out yep they know the internet's the place to go so AT and T Cox Xfinity Comcast like all these they all have internet and that's the one that they're gonna focus on yeah they're gonna just become a utility basically. yeah exactly um so it's it's now less of what I was saying before where it's get packages or different streaming services. There's going to be three streaming services that are going to be around. Yeah. Um, I think DC universe is going to stick around, but not really a streaming service. It's yeah. going to be a comic book resource, which is really nice for people that don't have the money. Like it's mm-hmm. $75 a year. That's a bit hefty, but it's if like you want to read $6 comics a month, that's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's how much? Like six dollars a month, seventy-two times. Oh yeah, 12, you're right. Oh my god, I couldn't do math. Six. Uh, so six dollars a month. That's. It would take you two months to pay. Like two months would pay off buying one chunk of uh things. Right. So if you're gonna pay for as much as you're paying for the streaming service for physical comic books, you can buy one volume. You have two months to make that last. Yeah. That'd fucking make sense. You'd read that in a couple days if you like comics. Yeah. Like it. It's absolutely worth it if you want to get into comics and you just don't know where to start. It's got a really good system for, uh, what's a, uh, do you want to do this character? Like, what's this character? I want to get into Batman. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Bat, uh, Batman encyclopedia on the streaming service and it'll tell you what uh, storylines you should read, some yeah. really pivotal stuff. And then there's an actual thing that's like, get started with Batman. And then you just go through those. Yep. Um, it's, it's really, it, they're shifting to that. Um, so I, yeah, I guess that's really all I was talking. I want to talk about is that live TV is fucking dead. Yep, and you need to cancel. Like so many people I know have cut the cord or cut the cable already. I've I've never had cable in my um, life. My parents did. My parents have Sling. It. Stuff like Sling is gonna go out the window because Sling is literally just live TV but packaged differently. Yeah, I think well, I think there's I think there's still a, a sort of a market for that because you'll need. I, I think. I think news and sports, there's still a place for that. And so, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, Netflix can do it. Netflix well, like can have Hulu, a local thing. Hulu already does that. They, you could get TV channels through Hulu and you yeah. can be reasonably selective about that. CNN's under uh, Warner. So if yeah. Warner media does a fucking, uh, streaming service, they can just put CNN on that. Yeah. And it becomes less of like live TV having to get for commercials. You can just constantly get news. Yeah. Which is fine. I think it's just I think it's just going to get kind of absorbed into a, a different wing of the whole streaming service thing. You know, I'm starting to see a problem. Um, this is going to get a tad political. I don't want to get too political, but right. uh, take a slight tangent to the negative effect of having 24/7 broadcast news mm-hmm. with so many channels. Is initially when there was three channels, news was on from like six to ten. Right. You had four hours a day to fucking tell everyone exactly what happened. Yep. And you had no room for Rachel Maddow, Bill fucking guy that's an asshole on Fox. O'Reilly? 
Bill O'Reilly, uh, Hardball with what's his name. I'm just like, just all these Wolf Blitzer. I wasn't trying to like target anybody in particular. I mm-hmm. did call Bill O'Reilly an asshole, but he's an asshole. Yeah, he's, um, he's kind of a bad guy. You, you, you didn't have time for this fluff where people can spew your uh, their opinions at you and yeah. adjust your opinion. And also, another part is everyone's talking about the same thing then, if they all watch the same news program. They go to work the next morning, they stand around the water cooler, they all saw the same news. Yeah. So the conversation's the same. You're not living in your own echo chamber. Yeah, polarization was just extremely... It's uh, it's one of those things that you watch... uh, I love that that metric where it was like a red and a blue dot for Republican and Democrat in Congress... Mm -hmm. And all the gray ties of how many times they like voted together on the same thing or went mm-hmm. together on a bill. And it starts as just a giant mess of dots in right. gray. And now it's like full far away from each other. And there's like one or two red and blue dots that are connected. Yeah. And it's like that may, that is a result and a cause of polar, of uh, TV stuff like that happening. Yep. Um, it's all TV's fault. We should just ban TV. No more That's TV. what I'm fucking saying. We solved it. Uh, but no, it's actually it could actually get worse. Uh, it couldn't. Maybe it doesn't get worse. I yeah, because people are gonna be more selective about what they pursue, and so they're gonna still chase down their own bubbles. It's it's more efficient selection of your own content again, just worsening. But I got one of those. Time Warner and Disney are both very liberal companies. It's true. So if they're gonna do news on their streaming services, they're gonna stick more liberal. Yep. Netflix, I believe, is also relatively liberal. Yeah. Like, it's 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 the media. It's the entertainment. Yep. Like, the fact that, like, information is being absorbed into media mm-hmm. means that information is going to become more liberal. Which, for people who know me, I do have my own opinion on that. That's something yep. I'm happy is happening. But objectively, could be bad mm-hmm. that, like, an industry is starting to take control of... <laughs> the inter- information <laughs> processing or information uh con, con- I don't know, information information convey convey yeah words uh <laughs> but yeah i think that that's something that may be another like non-media related side effect of the fact that live tv is going down because yeah. disney is absolutely not going to put fox and neither is time warner because time warner because cnn yeah. is totally liberal like and that's Time yeah. Warner. They wouldn't relatively. Uh, Fox Fox still exists, right? But as news and sports, they'll probably make a streaming service, and they'll probably have a market just because they are a dominant news and sports presence for a decent segment of the population. So, oh, you know what? What? Fuck. We might have to do like we might have to like people we know might have to buy this Fox streaming service. Because of Fox Sports, I I would imagine there will still be some sorts of like generalized sports packages or maybe I, I I'm I'm really interested actually to see how sports fares in all this because yeah. it, it feels like it's going to be something that people still want but it's not going to have an obvious place. I mean ESPN like there's ESPN ESPN two ESPN X ESPN P ESPN alpha espn ampersand espn <laughs> calculator like <laughs> there's a ton of espns all under disney yeah if they make their own streaming service 
they're now not no longer con- uh, restricted to the number of channels that exist. They can just make like 40 more ESPNs mm-hmm. and just pay companies to take the like like OU will almost always be under ESPN cuz ESPN can afford to have yeah or like whoever pays who. I don't know how that shit works. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but ESPN can just Disney could just take ESPN and be like, "Yeah, we just now have a mm-hmm. They've already got one of the biggest footholds on uh, sports ever because mm-hmm. Fox Sports, you really only hear about Fox Sports from college football. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll play college sports. They'll, they'll play baseball and they'll play yeah. NFL and stuff. But, but like, but like also, also the big sports with the big sports with the small leagues, so like the NFL and the MLB and stuff and NBA, they have their own service already. You can get MLB TV, you can mm-hmm. get NFL direct pass or whatever it is for 80 or 100 bucks a season and you get access to pretty much all the games yeah so college football is a more interesting question because there's a lot of games and a lot of different things Mm -hmm. um what some things are doing is different conferences will do their so their own little offshoots Mm -hmm. so i know the sec will often um they'll do games through cbs's website for free um I don't know exactly how that deal works, but maybe it'll just be like conferences do their own. I don't know. Pay 50 bucks a season and you just get access to big 12 football games or something. Yeah. So I, I could see that segmenting that way. And then like the big sports leagues, they already have their own things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see if MLB TV is under anybody or if they're just purely independent. I'm pretty sure they're just their own thing. Yeah. I'm not seeing any, because you can just you can just subscribe online and yeah watch watch MLB. It's pretty great. If I had eighty bucks, I'd probably yeah. pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So th- there's a couple wild cards out there, like sports mm-hmm. and how news is gonna do anything and weather, local stuff like that. But TV, live TV is fucking gone. Yeah. Same way that radio is almost entirely gone. Yep. Um, like Spotify almost. It like single-handedly put radio to rest. It's a really good analogy because it went from you listen to what's on to you have a lot of control. Yep. Uh, obviously, there's people that still listen to radio. Um, Me. But uh, you listen to radio for classical music. And NPR sometimes. And NPR. And NPR can do something like they can podcasts. Yep. Like podcasts are becoming a much bigger thing. Yeah. Only fucking idiots do podcasts, but <laughs> I, did, I, I wanted to insult us, but I realized I'm actually insulting everyone that there's does podcasts. There's a lot of good podcasts. There's out a there. lot of really good podcasts. I listen to podcasts Not as much us. as I listen to the radio. Yeah. Um, but podcasts and stuff like that, like news on the radio can be moved to a streaming service. Like I, I, I am 62% sure there's actually like a live thing on Spotify now. Like, I feel like that's a thing that's happening. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, it doesn't seem like it. I feel like it'd be pretty close to the top. Uh, They have radios. But anyway. Netflix Netflix radio. Netflix radio. I mean. It's possible. Radio. Oh, like you're talking about news radio and stuff like that. Yeah. Netflix radio is an actual thing. Oh, Netflix radio. that. So there you said Spotify. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but like there's. It's all moving to the control of the consumer. Yep. Which is pretty much how everything's moving. Even if you look at shopping. Yep. Like shopping's moving to the control of the consumer. Like with, I mean, it started with something as simple as self checkouts. Yep. But now it's moving to like pick up, like order online at Walmart and go pick mm-hmm. it up. 
Yeah. Shit's going crazy. Yeah. Technology and efficiency and markets and yep. stuff. People need to adapt. Yep. So keep your Netflix. Netflix isn't going to die. Probably. Netflix is going to go down a little bit, quite a bit. They're going to lose a lot of stock. I bet Netflix is dead in 20 years. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Then streaming <laughs> services are going to get uh, outdated. Yep. It's just, it's inevitable. Yeah. I don't know what's coming next, but nobody fucking thought 100 years ago that TVs were going to be a thing. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's that's that's what we're saying. Yep. That's what I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to rant. I For not having notes, I feel like I kind of... Oh, yeah. Hit a lot I, of good points there. I said a lot of things. Yeah. Not coherently. <laughs> it was definitely scattershot. Uh, but I said my things. There's yeah. definitely something I would think of on the way home. I just... I want to say that it's, it's really interesting because I remember when streaming services first started. Like, I yeah. remember I remember the first time Netflix started putting stuff online. And I was I was like, this is the future this is this is how it's gonna go and my dad's like nah i think i don't think netflix is gonna be able to pull this off because did you see blockbuster started a streaming service and they've got a lot more capital and power yeah. and that's gonna that's gonna win the day but it's how you do it it's a, yeah it's how you do it and it's it's just there's a lot of a lot of weird little factors and mm-hmm. uh it's just it's it's fun to come from the days when this was a dream to a day when the market's finally gonna start sorting itself out and we'll actually get into a, yep. a relatively actualized version of this. So for from people, a person who has thought about this extensively and has watched this happen very much, and from you who have an actual degree in economics and mm-hmm. stuff, so you kind of have a foot in how this stuff works. A little bit. Stick sort with Netflix. Of. Maybe get one other one that you want, like that yep. for now, uh, just wait it out. Maybe put some stock in some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Hulu is an underrated bet because their prices are really low and they Hulu got belongs for live partially TV. to Fox and partially to Time Warner. I'm gonna fact check that. I know it's okay. Hulu. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like Hulu is a decent bet to stay kind of a niche property. They've got popular, I'm not paying theirs. Yeah, um, they've got popular uh, original stuff. They have their live TV is a guess reasonably well integrated into their business model mm-hmm. um they're cheap the ads are annoying but you can deal with it for it being six bucks a month or something walt disney hulu's under disney uh, once disney plus launches and once they start like really run i feel like they're probably gonna shut down because they have full control i, I don't think so because i think disney plus is only intended for like disney specific properties and i think hulu's more well like it'll like, be more of like like oh that's what the whole thing was they're doing the package ESPN mm-hmm. and Hulu are separate packages of okay. Disney Plus. Yeah, that makes that makes a yeah. little more sense. Uh, also, Comcast is a silent partner, and I believe Comcast is actually under uh, NBC. No, Comcast, uh, their uh, headquarters. Uh, fuck, where is it? Uh, God, NBC Universal. Okay. Yep. Universal. Fuck, where's Universal under? Is Universal under NBC? They are the universe. NBC Universal. Uh, owned by Comcast. Owned by Comcast. Comcast is owned by... I wish I could really quickly find this answer. Maybe they own but themselves. I can't. Maybe. They were founded 56 years ago. Founder, areas, doesn't matter. I give up. I'll find this out later. Maybe they own themselves. That's what um, But yeah. So it's an interesting time. It's it's an interesting time. No matter what happens, I'm curious to see how things move forward. Yep. We also might start like as a result of this, 
with streaming service original content. And we don't have enough information on this to actually continue talking about it, but mm-hmm. we might begin to see the the decline of uh, movie theater um, events or like movie theater. Yeah, uh, I mean, because people go for like the uh, the environment, like the the yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 the, the fuck the effect the Not, no almost um, yeah. I, I, wow it's right there it's, it's right know, there it's, the it's right there tongue. i just can't pull it out someone is screaming at me right now yeah. the word leave it in the comments yeah put it in the comment <laughs> what's the word experience experience yes, yes. movie theater experience oh you go for the experience yeah. but as movie theaters need to crank out more money and need to start jacking up the prices and as it's more original content goes to streaming services mm-hmm. we might begin to see the, 